Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Welcome to the first episode of season four of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. We are so excited to start season four. Before we kick off this episode, I want to walk you through a few things that we're doing this year that we've never done before. These things have been many, many months in the making, and I am really excited to announce them. So first, we are launching the Values First Leader Workshop where you can learn from me in person in Dallas on April 25th. And in the workshop through the values first framework, you'll learn how to communicate your values, lead through conflict and uplift your team. After attending the workshop and submitting your action plan, you'll be certified as a values first leader. I'm so excited about this. This is a certification that can go on your LinkedIn as a certification and a badge. And this is a really great time to invest in yourself. So join me for the first Values First Leader Workshop. Go to thecatchgroup.com slash Values First Workshop to register today. Next, I'm really happy to talk about the You Belong in the C-Suite Group Coaching Retreat. So you know that we have different um, cohorts. We've had seven cohorts so far over the last three years. And all of those, except for one cohort, have been um, virtual. And so this is the first time I'm hosting an in-person retreat, and I'm hosting it for the alumni of the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program. So the retreat is limited to alumni or current participants only. So you may be asking, Laura, then why are you telling me about this? I've not been a part of your group coaching before. I can't come. Well, there still is time for you to join us because we are now enrolling for our next cohort, cohort eight, for group coaching. So if you join us for this cohort, then you are invited to join us for our first retreat. So to learn more about our retreat, go to the catchgroup.com slash group coaching or send me an email at hello at thecatchgroup.com. We'll be accepting applications for group coaching for this cohort through February and getting started with our six-month group coaching cohort in March, and then the retreat is in April. 
So if you are a high achieving woman who is looking to build her career intentionally, then this is the group for you to join. It's a really great program for women who are either looking for their next career move and want to understand what, get clarity on what that next career move should be, or it's a really great fit for people that are new enroll and want to set themselves up for success. So go to thecatchgroup.com slash group coaching to apply now. All right. So in this episode of the podcast, I wanted to talk about a concept that is a little new to me and it's a little uncomfortable, but also feels very liberating. So here's the concept starting slow in 2024. So it's already past the middle of January. When this episode launches, it will be the last day of January. And guess what? I have not set my yearly goals yet. I did do a 2024 strategy session in December with a colleague just to think through what I wanted to do in 2024, but I haven't written out any specific goals yet. Last time this year, I remember thinking, whoa, January feels like it's lasting forever. And right now, this year, I feel the opposite. It's going by very, very fast. So a few things have contributed to this feeling for me because I want to normalize this for you. So over December, we traveled a lot as a family. We visited my in-laws for Christmas and then took the kids on a vacation over the new year. We usually don't do that, but we've been trying to do more experiences rather than things for gifts. And that was their big gift this year. So that came with some trade-offs. We weren't home during the most magical week of the year. You know, that week in between Christmas and New Year, when you don't know what day of the week it is. Yeah, we were traveling during that. So I didn't get to get lost in a Netflix show because we made different decisions and that's fine. So I didn't get that big end of the year wind down that I love so much. So next year we know we're definitely going to do that. In addition, other things that contributed to this as a start slow year, our kids started pretty late back to school and that contributed to our later start because we weren't really in those same um, routines, right? When the year started, then we got sick. I've had the same congestion for over two weeks now, which took me out for a few days, but now I'm just kind of working through it. So usually by this time of year, my husband and I have set our goals too. We do that every year and we take like half day and we go through our individual goals, financial goals. We talk about what worked the previous year, what we want to bring into the new year. We haven't done any of that yet either. We've scheduled it for the end of this month because I still think it's important for us to do it. Really, I love it because it's some really great conversations that we have. It's really great quality time that we get to have together. So we'll still do it, but really we're doing it a lot later than we usually do. And guess what? That's okay. So now it's the middle of January. We had a plan to launch the podcast in the middle of January. And it is not the middle of January. It is at the time that I'm recording, but when it launches, it will be the 31st. And I'll tell you, I felt pressure to launch in the middle of January. Where did that pressure come from, you ask? Well, myself, mostly. I walked through a few launch plans with the team and we asked a really important question. What launch plan feels in line with our values? And guess what? The later launch date did. So I'm really happy about that. So even though I felt pressure to launch earlier this year, 
It was pressure that I was putting in myself. And guess what? On the other side of that decision, I felt more relief giving my team more time and myself more time. So I thought I definitely need to talk about this on the podcast. So this is what we're doing today. We're talking about starting slow in 2024. So some people have a word that they set for their year. I've never really been able to pick like one word, but I really do like this concept of starting slow as like a mantra. So I'm hoping that that will be my mantra for 2024, which I can hopefully bring into the whole year. I don't want to, I don't want to feel rushed. I don't want to bring in any fake urgency where it doesn't need to be. I want to be grounded and present. So that's why we are starting slow. Starting slow makes me think about some work that I did with a team last year on building their team values. This is work that I'm doing a lot of now, working with intact teams to build team or organizational values. And I was reminded of one of the team's values and and thinking about this starting slow. So they are a media company and one of their team values is called empowered planning. When we build team values, in the values first framework, we always identify behaviors that are tied to that value. So you answer the question, what does living this value look like? And for this team, we asked, what does empowered planning look like? Here are the behaviors that they came up with. I love these behaviors. The first behavior of empowered planning, work ahead to plan from peace, not urgency. Work ahead to plan from peace, not urgency. I love this behavior so much. I think I may steal it and add it to my team's value of collaboration because it feels just so abundant to working ahead from peace, not urgency. The next behavior of empowered planning, ownership of channel with partnership to achieve. So this one is all about autonomy of their respective products, but still achieving together. The next behavior in empower planning was bringing ideas to make something better. This one was about not having to be the owner of something to make it better. That really great ideas can come from anywhere in the organization. The next behavior in empower planning document for the team to learn and repeat. This is a really important one for them specifically because they are growing and need to be able to teach people how to do things in the future, like onboarding or they're doing a lot of cross-training on different things. And the last behavior of empowered planning, grow my expertise as the business grows. So this brings in personal development and that you don't need to know everything right now, but you'll build your career as the company grows. And I love that. I think about the leader of this team and how they are building a culture of peace and not one of urgency. They're building a culture of teaching each other things, of making something better, of growing yourself as the company grows. I just think that's so important. They went even further and used the values first framework to build a team boundary. So if you remember, there are three steps to building a boundary. You can do that at the individual level, have boundaries just for you, Or you can have team boundaries, things that we hold each other accountable to. So whether you're building a boundary for yourself or for the team, you use the same three steps. The first step is tie it to a value. Step two is set up a system. And step three is celebrate consistency. 
So here's how they build a boundary tied to their values. They first tied the boundary to a value. They picked empowered planning that I just went over. They set up a system is the second step. So they utilize the system using Slack channels to leave each other asynchronous messages. So you didn't have to be available to receive the message. So they did this instead of sending emails. And they sent messages regarding project questions or suggestions for improvement on processes during their core business hours. If it was outside of their business hours, they would hold it until the following day, right? So I love this this idea of sharing things during core hours in specific places. You know where to look for something. It's not buried in email. And then the third step, they celebrated consistency in each team meeting they highlight a person on the team that is living the core value of empowered planning. So they're giving kudos to that person. And they're also talking about the importance and it, and it brings to mind again, those behaviors so that they're always kind of front and center. So as I think about this idea of starting slow, I think we can utilize some of the learnings from this team. What boundaries will I need to put in place to really start slow? for myself and my team. And I'm going to go back to that idea of working ahead to plan from peace and not urgency. I really love that. And I want to use it. I'm going to give myself permission to start slow in 2024. I want to give you that same permission. You do not have to already have your 1000 point plan and all of your goals already figured out. Take your time pace yourself and give yourself some grace and some time to plan from peace and not urgency. And I'm not going to leave you with an action to do today. You probably already have a million of those to do already on your list. Instead, I'll ask that you join us back next week when we have a guest that you can learn from. And until then, remember, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.